Expanding our knowledge through those amongst us is a privilege we take for granted. Join me as we explore the minds of our fellow beings to unlock their knowledge for ourselves. Greetings, fellow travelers and storytellers. Welcome to the Arthadian Anthologies podcast, where I, MS Arthadian, dive into the ever-expanding universe I'm developing and the deeper meaning behind it all. Today is a rather passionate guest who Jaren and I met in college. Andrew Perkins enjoys live-action role-playing and breaks it down for us in this guest entry. So without further ado, here is our conversation. So today I have on a friend of mine who I met. I don't even know how how long ago was that. It's, it's been a couple. Of years. It's been probably close to four years. It now. was pre-COVID, it was so we, we can say it was before the COVID era. Mm-hmm. Um, but Andrew Perkins, he is a role player, avid role player. He does role playing to an extreme amount that I haven't gotten into, but it's something that I've always thought about doing at some point, And he just came from there. Um, Andrew, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, hi. So, um, I, uh, first and foremost, I'm a massive nerd and I hope a lot of the people listening to can pretty much relate to that. Yeah. Um, so like you said, I do a lot of role play stuff. I play a lot of D and I play a lot of different board games and that kind of stuff. Uh, it also extends off more into the acting sphere where we're going to be, uh, talking a little bit about LARP. We're going to be talking a little bit about cosplay, a little bit about tabletop just in general. Yeah. And, uh, just the different things that, um, have been kind of popping up. And these are things that are really, really near and dear to my heart. Because mm-hmm. These are the places where my, I've really found my community. Like yeah. when I first met you, it was, uh, it was we, still, we were in college. Yeah, we were in college. And it was just like after a class one day, we just kind of, yeah, it was, a, it was inside a political science class. Yep, yep. And, uh, we just, the, the teacher wasn't really teaching us. Wait, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Uh, we, we, we had a teacher that ended up leaving and then co- and then coming back, right? Yeah, and then or no, no, like, no, he didn't come back. He he, had, a new teacher came, right? And then yeah, yeah, yeah. and we just like all like stayed behind class <laughs> and just started talking about things that we we learned more during that time, yeah, than yeah, 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 than yeah. anything else. And um, but yeah, uh, J- Jaron was there, Jaren and was it, there. A, a lot of people on my podcast probably know Jaron because he's been on my podcast for a few few times now. Fair. Um. But yeah, we, we we met there and we we just hit it off and yeah. kept, kept hanging out after that. And then COVID hit and then mm-hmm. we just went. Yeah. And I feel like that opportunity was really lucky because you two are really solid guys and it's really fun to hang out with you guys. Thanks. Yeah. But it's always really hard to like find that community and find mm-hmm. that um find those people you really connect with. And so yeah, uh, that's why I'm really passionate about these things that we're going to talk about. And today. You, yeah, you you this you found it. it. Yeah, this, this is, is it. this is where you find your people. Yeah. So. Yeah. That, that, that's pretty cool. So, um, first off, since you just came from there, mm-hmm. um, we're going to talk about LARP. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of explain what LARP is to people who don't know anything about LARP. Okay, so LARP is stands for Live Action Role Play. Mm-hmm. It is a bit of combination between board game elements and like physical sporty play. Okay. When I first started LARPing, we played a LARP called uh, Amp Guard. It was very combat heavy. There wasn't a lot of role play. It was, it was basically... You it's like you're 
like 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 if you're doing a dungeon crawl on a tabletop RPG kind of thing. Even farther than that, it was more like you're playing soccer, but you're playing it with foam sticks. Ball. <laughs> Like it, it was very much a. It's like lacrosse, but yeah, but you yeah, don't have yeah. a ball. You're just hitting people. Yeah, it, it was very jockey. If you in well, that respect. would you would you say it's kind of like um that one movie role models? Um, so specifically going into the one I went into today, yeah. or I just got back from right now, role models. The movie. <laughs> I don't want to say it's a good representation, but it, it's a good representation of what an experience like, like that, that might look yeah, like, yeah. as opposed to like you know. As opposed to the real thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the one that I just got back to from today, where I literally just drove directly from the site to here, was called Twin Mask. It is okay. a LARP here in Southern California. It is a high fantasy uh, medium combat LARP, so it's not as intense in the jockey aspects of it. Okay. Um, is there like, are there spellcasters too in it? Right. So this is a, this is a, a, a full event. You are paying for a ticket. You are going to this site where like a Renaissance, like it's about a mile and a half worth of a long stretch of road where a Renaissance fair would normally be held if anyone okay. went to those kind of things. So they've got the buildings, they've got the shops, they've got all these different things. So it looks like you're in this kind of medieval setting. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got story writers. They've got combat encounter like writers. They've oh, got wow. all these different people that are on staff to run this event, and it runs from Friday night until Sunday morning. And when I say Sunday morning, I mean when the sun comes up Sunday morning. <laughs> I don't, I think I've gotten about a total of seven hours of sleep. Oh in the my last three days. That sounds like Cause you, crazy. You want to stay up for this thing? Yeah, you because don't miss be, anything. it's like you're. You're literally immersed into Correct. the entire story that they've they've developed over how 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 long do they does it take to run these like to to plan these events? So we actually have one either every month or every other month. Okay. We, on occasion, we take a break, but they are so in depth. Like there are mods going all the time. There are storylines being driven by an entire team of people. Oh wow! So there's a lot of people that are backing this thing and making sure all this stuff is going. Um, and it's really funny because. The contrast between these two LARPs that I kind of had in my life were there's not really much story. You have a quote unquote character, yeah, but it's not really. But you, it, it's the name. It's the name. It, it doesn't feel like you're actually doing anything right. with with the character. Like you're not progressing as Correct. like through through a story of, of your own. Right. And then there's this one, the Twin Mask, that is very very immersive. Very. Oh. Like, uh, my character. He is kind of well. What's what's your character's name? So my character's name is Maximilian Taren de Alapion. Oh, French? Uh, kind <laughs> or of. or like, it, like French within the world that is right. So okay. there. Are, so um, he is very much based off of Italian Renaissance. Okay. He is okay. A, he is a swashbuckling duelist kind of. Yeah, you got your you got your sword right there too, like yeah. your rapier. Yeah. So I have a I have a foam rapier here. It is very very light weapon. Yeah. Um. He he specifically specializes in duelist skills so if he hits somebody with his sword he can call for a disarm on them and they'll have to drop their sword oh that's cool uh he has and, and there's very gamey aspects yeah you, as well. you yeah yeah he's, and so he has like a, a hat that gives him extra armor which obviously that doesn't make sense in like the real world the people that play like dungeons and dragons yeah it's like time. rpg elements, yeah, yeah so. so there's definitely a lot of that kind of stuff too that's cool um i think one of the really unique things about twin mask is its magic system Okay. Um, there are several different schools of magic that you can go into. So along with being a duelist, my character is also an alchemist. Oh, okay. So he can use his uh, pool of mana, and you can buy points and whatnot to uh, 
buy different spells, buy different things, and then you can cast spells. So, like, my character can make healing potions, he can make berserker potions, he can do all these different things. A sorcerer can be able to throw different elemental damage, they can uh, cauterize wounds with fire, they can do all that kind of stuff. Uh, There are wardens who can, like, draw these little symbols on your hands or whatever on exposed skin and give you armor, or they can extend your life when your character is bleeding out and dying on the ground. So there's a lot of really, really unique things. It's like it's an in-depth like game system, but mm-hmm. you're actually like in it. You're yeah. you're, you're in it. Um dang, that, that sounds like so much fun. It's a lot of fun. Um I, I should definitely c- come with you one time. Oh, just, just, you are completely and utterly invited. Yeah, that that would be uh, that would be amazing. Um and do do you go do you go in like groups together? Like do you like squ- squad up and then go and like do do certain quests together? Yeah, so I had a I had a unique experience. I was able to bring uh, a new player this game, and so okay. I was able to instead of this is um the fourth or fifth game that I've been to. Are there levels? Guys. Are are there levels in this system? Oh uh, yeah, is yeah. It... So it's uh if for those of you who are familiar with Skyrim, it's kind of similar to that. Oh okay. You are given a or you earn a a pool of points every game, and then you can spend those points on different skill trees and whatnot. Okay. So if you want to be a berserker, you can put them into berserker points. If you want to, be- and that's how you're you're like a, a swashbuckling like with with, correct, with al- alchemy and all that stuff. So specifically, even like he is a he is a duelist because I have bought duelist skills. I have uh, skills can range anywhere from one to ten points. Mm-hmm. And you can earn anywhere from three to seven points a game. Mm. So it's it's not like you're like super progressive. Oh, I'm gonna get all these different skills. It's a it is slow. It is methodical. You have to plan it out. And you have to you, yeah. You basically have to continue to to go mm-hmm. and all. Is there like is there like a membership like fee for, for this? Like uh, I know you said that it cost it cost money to, yeah, to go to it. So every uh, the the tickets go on sale. You can get them on Eventbrite. They are uh, sixty dollars at the door or fifty with an early bird pass. Okay, so it's not terrible. And no. for what you're getting, you are getting a full week full of speaking and it, experience. Yeah. And they're keeping track of your character sheet. They're keeping track of all the staff stuff that's going on. They're the ones keeping the lights on. They're the ones keeping the the plumbing going, even oh, though wow. that's limited. But yeah. It is what it is, and so it's a very unique experience that I was able to, like, find these people, because it was literally a random YouTube video that I had in the background at one time, where I heard them talking about LARP, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting, I really wish I could go, and then I just hear the word Southern California, and then I'm just like, what, huh, hello? (laughs) I live there. I live there, I can go, okay. And the community is so, so good, that they just wrap their arms around you, Um, because, like, when you make a character... Uh, the the main things that you need to do is you need to pick their race and you need to pick where in the world they came from. Ooh, I I I, I kind of want to know about that, like the the mm-hmm. different races yeah. and and like the story of the world, mm-hmm. like the, the lore. Yeah. So like I was saying, uh, they they if you pick one of these things you, for both of them, those are two solid groups that you are immediately a part of in this community. Okay. So out of the uh, different races that you can be, you can be a human. Or an Ephendal, which in this world is an elf, but you can't use that word because that is a slur in the world. Oh, okay. So they are called Ephendal, and those are kind of the most common races that are out and about. Those are the ones you see all over the place. Okay. And then you have four blooded races. You have dragon-blooded, okay. demon-blooded, fey-blooded, and celestial-blooded. Ooh. So you have very much... Mount Olympus um, influences. Yeah. You have very much Hades influences coming in from different places. Um, very, very Alice in Wonderland. Is very, it, very Narnia. It like what? What did 
what inspired the world building of of this do, do you know uh yeah so a lot of the places in the world do take uh very direct influences from real world places okay. like if you are to read in the rule book it, you will say the names of the characters that are from this place are very very mongolian inspired or they're very very french inspired you don't have to stick with that like i know there are people in game who are from a a place in the world called the celestine empire which mm-hmm. is very very much medieval fantasy knights and horses and towers and princesses and all that stuff yeah uh they usually speak with a very very french accent and they really really like bread so <laughs> and that's just a part of their culture yeah. it's just a weird meme that's in the community but everyone plays along Dude, with they, make, they make fun of it too yeah, like everyone's a good sport about it yeah that's so funny that's it's funny. really really fun to like see all these different people portray these different cultures like again my character is from a a an island called dace Okay. It's very, very much uh, Italian Renaissance. There are a fleet of this. They have the Silver Fleet, which is their only military force. They have this big old navy, and they've got uh, knights that are very, very swashbuckly. They don't have the big armor and the big shield. They're just kind of... They're agile and quick. Yeah, and it's very different from a, uh, a place like Mandala, which is a big old crater where they have more... Um, dragon worshiping kind of pe- people, mm. and they have like scaled. Those armor. are where the dragon blooded people come from. There's a lot of dragon blooded people that come there. Uh, basically, your character can come from, from many different places yeah. in the world. They are more accepted in some than others. So there are definitely places where they are not allowed. Like for one, the amalgamation. This is an entire city that is based roughly on the Crusades. And, oh, okay. And so it is a human-only place. You can only pick a human from that place because there's most, more than like you, your character wouldn't have survived <laughs> in there. So if you were like a... Uh, if you're like a, di- a different race and you went in there, would they like just like discriminate uh, against you in some way or would they actually like try to, try to kill you? And- uh, there have been... <laughs> This is a very conflicting world. It's yeah. described as a dark fantasy world. Okay. There is necromancy. There is blood magic. There is Dude, ne- it sounds so fun. <laughs> and I, I think I should really go back to the roots of what Twin Mask is. Yeah. What happens when you first go into game, or first when you're making a character, is you're making a character that has died sometime in the last hundred years of this world's history. Once you come into game... You are sent out on a mod with a staff member that kind of takes you through. Well, the- what is a mod? Oh, sorry. A, a mod is kind of like a module, a single little like a, a story, story. Like, a, like a little quest. Quest, yeah. It's okay. a little pocket of story that they that a storyteller will take you out on and okay. do for you. And so you'll go on a returning mod that'll basically take your character through the death realm and then resurrect back to life. Apparently, there's this big ritual that happened, and all the player characters that are in game had died somewhere come back to life, and now live in this place that's called Port Frey. Oh, wow. It reminds me of something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Everything's derivative, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, so everybody that is there has that at least that one shared experience, and so everybody can connect to everybody else okay. in some way. And the really cool thing about what, how they kind of keep everything going and keep the story moving is that while you are playing at Twin Mask, everybody has a required four-hour NPC shift. So you will have a decent chunk of people who will just be doing storylines, doing quests, or giving out quests oh, wow. throughout the entire thing. Do, so, do, you, do you get to do that 
like every now and then? I, I, every now and then I get to do that. Uh, there are other ways to also satisfy that requirement, but mm-hmm. everyone has to participate to contribute to the game in some way. Okay. Uh, so, Do you get points for that, or is that like, it, it's, no? It's a requirement of coming to game okay. as one of the things to do, okay. which I think is fair because that gives... Other Honestly, it would be fun to just be an NPC for. Well, there are people that come and that is their entire weekend. Yeah, that it's like what they like, do. I want to give you a quest. Come here, right? And it's a lot less stressful when you do that too, yeah. because you show up. They give you a character. If that character dies, it's nothing. Something that you're invested in. Mm-hmm. You just go back into the NPC camp. They'll give you another one and send you back out again to go do. That sounds like so much monster fun. mods, or go send you out as a merchant, or they'll make you go. There was uh, yesterday. I had a, a Peter Pan shadow following me around. <laughs> <laughs> and I had him do a fun dance and tried to earn some money from it. I didn't succeed, but whatever, it's fine. That's wow! Oh, dang, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yeah. So it's 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 very much when you look at the rule book. The rule book is very very dense. There's a lot mm. to it. There's a lot of skills. Half of it is crafting, which is a lot for new people to uh, really digest. But the game isn't really like that when you first go into it. If you're talking with people and you're learning about things, it's very, very much people want to tell you about their stories. People want to tell you about, hey, yeah, this is how I died. I tripped off a cliff and uh, landed in a... Let me tell you my full backstory. Basically, yes. (laughs) Do you want to know how dark and brooding I am? Well, here we go. Um, But yeah. It all started out on a sand world. (laughs) Gosh dang it. Um... And yeah, but like I was saying, the very first event that I ever went to, I NPC'd my first time. We, uh, there is an event called Yule that happens once a year. It is their kind of holiday. Yuletide. Mm-hmm. And it happens in January, so that's the next event that's going to happen, fingers crossed. Hmm. Pending. The COVID yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I went as an NPC, and it's just this big old party that they hold. And there was dancing, and there's music, and there's gift-giving, and all this different stuff. So I went in as basically a very naive, young person from Cole, who is a, which is a uh, pirate city that just has a bunch of... It's Great. Tortuga. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Pirates of the Caribbean, basically. Yeah. Um, and so my character comes in as this pirate, and he's just like, wow, what's going on? My my crew was just like, oh, no, don't go on land. Don't go on land. The returned are crazy. These people that came back to life, they'll kill you the instant they saw you. And my character's like, no, nah, I'm going to go check this out. There's music. There's laughter. I'm going to go check this out. And so he goes in, and he starts going from person to person and be like, hey, I'm not a returned. I want to know more about what's going on. Like, what is this place? Who are you from? What's what's your culture like? And the people there were so cool. They're like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you're not a return? Cool. Here's what uh, my culture is like. Here's where I grew up. This is kind of what this is like. And I got to go from person to person. And that was a really good experience. Just learn stories. To and... learn stories. Learn yeah. what the game has to offer. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I ended up meeting kind of one of the head demons of the town, and she sat me down. We had a really, really in-depth conversation about demon kin and how they aren't really, like, not really your stereotypical demons. They're more just beings of entropy that came from a different realm that are now here. Yeah, a lot of them have... uh, there are definitely ones that have malintention. Yeah. A lot of wars. But I feel like there's malintention wherever you go. You're not wrong. That's the same thing as for the offended, the amalgamation. Yeah. That is the true for all races, but a lot of stuff is pinned on them because they're an easy scapegoat. Yeah, yeah. And so there's this now whole storyline that's going on that I am heavily involved in because she convinced me to make a demon that oh, wow. is all about like convincing the town that, that demons, demons aren't, aren't bad. They're not bad. They're yeah. not bad on principle. Mm. They are oftentimes driven to such and there's 
a bunch of stuff that we've been doing with that that's been really fun to just kind of get into a, hey, I need to confront this person about demons and that their actions aren't okay. And it's really, <laughs> it's a little, sur- not surreal, but it's a it's a trip to yeah. be talking basically about racism to <laughs> people in a fantasy setting. Yeah, yeah. Because it gets you, it, it gets you ready for... It, it kind of develops you as a person to have a you, safe space to to just try different things and experience different things. And it also like it, I feel like it begins to instill values in you, even even yeah. though it's all it's all yeah. fantasy mm-hmm. and and like it's all it's all make believe, mm-hmm. but it becomes real because you are you are you're inside this you're immersed inside this entire this entire experience, and everyone else is also immersed into it, which means that like. Now, like it's it's a shared experience, yeah. and and all of them, everyone is is just a part of it in some way. Yeah. That's that's why I love tabletop RPGs because yeah. it, like it just gives you that that shared like collaborative storytelling experience that you can't really share with anyone else except for the people that you do it with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There there there's a saying that is in LARP in general and role playing in general, but also specifically, I felt it very strongly here. The things that you will be going through are fake, but the emotions that you will feel are not. Mm-hmm. Those are real emotions that you are feeling. This is really you, your your body reacting to stressful situations, your mm-hmm. body reacting to other kind of things. Um, I got my sister to come out to one of these things, and she is not a nerd. <laughs> she is very much a jock. She is a filmmaker. She very much is in that realm. And she came to this thing and she told me, I hated it. It was awful. I was so out of my bubble. I want to do it again. Which was so fascinating to me to be like. That, that's so interesting. It's right. like, it, like it's, you, it's you, so hate, you, you hate it because it, it, you're, you're just not used to it. You're such and a then, fish out of water. Yeah. 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 Dang. Because she, she is very much. I She enjoys knowing how to deal with social situations mm-hmm. she enjoys knowing how to maneuver but when you're basically you're you're coming from uh, like another world yeah. go, coming into this new you world you don't know the rules you don't know anything you don't know anything you don't know how you're supposed to react you don't know if what you're going to say is going to offend somebody or <laughs> what you're going to say is going to like cause somebody to attack you so you're, you're like oh so you're an elf <laughs> <laughs> right right exactly you don't know that off the bat yeah. so you just gotta go with it you gotta throw yourself into it because if the, the more more you just kind of let yourself go and let yourself be a part of this world as opposed to watching it from the sidelines, the more interesting things get, the more fun you have, and the more really cool people that you meet. Because I have met some of my best friends. I met my partner that I currently have through this game. Mm. And so we have a bunch of people that are they're just so good. They're so kind. They're so loving. And they'll just like I said before, wrap their arms around you, show you how to play the game, show you where you can improve, and they're just here for you. And so it's been a really, really lovely experience to be a part of this, even throughout COVID, because they have online events and they have online RP that you can do. Oh, that's good. Do they do like their own like D and D stuff too, or uh, or so is it like a different like kind of, kind of thing? It's similar. So um, throughout the year, so time passes at the same rate out of game as it does in game. Okay. So as of right now, it is a day after gathering. It's a day afterwards. Uh, we have a Discord server where if you wanted to do text RP, that is perfectly okay. acceptable. They have to uh, mitigate it a little bit and say that you can't use skills during that time. Mm-hmm. 
And so that people don't get into fights, people don't die, they don't want to deal with the logistics of that, obviously, because that's a little too out of the scope of, because it's a free service, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's like, do text RP, do chatting, do talking, that is all that you're we like go, you're, you're going to, like, a tavern or something. Like right. That. So, like, for example, if I were to, like, type on my Discord, it'd be like, Max walks into the tavern, throws his dusty jacket on the side, and goes to buy a drink. Mm-hmm. He huffs at the bartender and goes and sits down next to one of his friends. How are you doing, friend? And, it'll, it'll, and then they'll start having a conversation like that. That's, yeah. And that's really how I met a lot of my friends there. It's just we had conversations just in the tavern or by the, by the baths or over on the docks or something. And it's really – you can get really in-depth with it. You mm-hmm. can have connections. You can have – your characters have partnerships. You can have par- – or your fam- or you can have your character have family that they just adopt when they're in town. And so it's really – intricate and in-depth and you have a lot of player choice of what you want to do it's basically just live a life that is in this world now have you created any enemies Ooh, that's a that's a that's a tough one when you're talking to a demon so <laughs> yeah. just on, on principle um it, for myself not particularly because a my character is a healer okay everybody wants yeah. to be on his good side yeah yeah <laughs> And, I want those heels, man. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and specifically, my character is built to be somebody that brings everybody else together. Mm. He does, like, uh, for example, there is the current leader of the Demonkin who is played by uh, one of my good friends, uh, Jesse, and she plays a very confrontational character. Her character will get up in your face and yell at you if you have done something wrong. She is a mm. knight, therefore she has the authority to do so, and a lot of people in town don't have, because they are of lower status, is you can have knights, you have nobles, and you have peasants. If you are playing a peasant, and if you are trying to like arrest her or something, you do not have the authority to do so, because knight! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's really interesting to watch her take that authority position. Mm-hmm. She also heads the round table, the council of knights that are in town. She heads the demonkin family. But she will mess you up if you screw up. She is going to keep you on the straight and narrow and make you follow whatever responsibilities are on your shoulder. But she'll also help you get there. She's kind of like a moral guide. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for for my character, because they are both demon kin, he very much wants to emphasize that these people are a family. These are the demon family. And so he will call the people, his brothers, his sisters, these are the people he is going to protect and live and die for. Mm. And so it's been, um, it's been really fun to meet all these people. And I've, I've just, I, I've had, I don't think I've had a better time at an event or at a just gathering of people than I have at something like this at LARPs. Wow. Yeah. That, that's, that's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm, I'm glad you found your, you found your community, your, your place, your place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so next question mm-hmm. What do you wear? Uh, so my character, like I said, is very much inspired by um, Dacian. Like, or, so he's a Dacian, so he's Renaissance. He's very much like that. Uh, I also heavily draw from Bloodborne. Oh, yeah. yeah so, with, the, with the hats. Mm-hmm. And... So he has a tricorn hat. Okay. He has a long coat on. He has a big old bandolier with a bunch of potions on it. Mm-hmm. And his fighting style is also very much based off of that as well. The potions that he has on Do you, do you cosplay as him? Like, like On occasion. Do, 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 do people go there like cosplaying like when they when they go or is it like... uh yes yes so okay. everybody uh, there is a minimum requirement of garb it's not a lot like if you spend i don't know 
30 bucks on Amazon. You can have a full kit of just like the pants and the shirt and you can show up. Uh, I ended up making a lot of my own stuff and the mm-hmm. people there go all out. Like there are people with 10 foot tall celestial wings. Oh my gosh. There are pe- like I wear purple contacts. I do my eyeliner when I do it. I have all this different makeup that I can put on. There are some people that like tattoo like their entire body like um if you know uh dragon age the uh the uh, the elves over there they have like this big old writing on their forehead i know Mm. one person that draws that every single game and it lasts for the entire time so the people they get really really intricate you can spend a lot of money on your garb yeah um but it's not a requirement. It is a overtime. If you want to have a little more personality to your character, you can add a couple things. You can put some things here and there. Yeah. And so, like, this game, I had, like, a little tassel that I had on my horns because my character has – he's a demon. So he has, like, big old ram horns that go around his ears. And so he has, like, this little tassel that is on there. And he paints his horns. And so every game they are coming in with different colors. And so mm. just little personality quirks are really, really fun to make your character more – or less of a character and more of a person. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, that's cool. That, that's really cool. Um, dang, now now <laughs> making me want to want to go to one of these just like, just just to try it out. So, if you were to pick one of the bloodlines, which would you be? Probably the dragonkin. Dragonkins are definitely a lot of fun. They yeah. have they have racial abilities, which basically their skin is just straight armor. Oh wow! They can have an iron stomach, which allows them to eat things that normal mortals couldn't. Uh, they have the ability to use supernatural strength. So, if you just had the you if. Uh, you have to role play a lot of things. So yeah, if you yeah. needed to pick somebody up and sprint with them through town, you could grab them by the shoulder, yell strength, and then that person would be able to sprint with you. Otherwise, a person would have to like th- slowly drag this person oh, okay. to find a healer or something. Oh wow! Wow! So it's really really fun to uh, like. What what classes are there? Um, so again, they're not really oh, yeah, classes I, I mean, per se, but you can, uh, different trees, right? right. So the, trees. You have assassin trees, you have berserker trees, uh, you have all the different magic trees. Um, those ones in particular, you have, um, sorcery, alchemy, warding, which is like drawing symbols on people for, to give them protective bonuses, mm. um, divination, which is really fun because you, a lot of that has to do with going to staff members after doing a big role play of like looking into a crystal ball or doing a tarot card reading and asking them questions like, what is the biggest threat that's going to happen to the town in the next three hours? So yeah, it's like, it's like, like DM gods tell me what's going on. Basically what it is. You usually have staff members around that are like, Oh yeah, you know that a big wave of trolls is going to come in sometime within the next three hours and then we can prepare for that because we know that trolls are weak to fire we know that we need to prep this and that yeah uh this last game we had things called called montogs come in which are these big like they were ghillie suits but they're like big creatures with like all these things coming off of them and we had to burn them with fire or destroy their corpse entirely or else they'll keep regenerating getting getting back up eventually oh we had to like find out the hole that they were coming out of and 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 then just like We had people that were, we had like everything from engineers with their hammers trying to break it down to the big old dragons with strength just punching the wow. rock trying to close this door. Wow. It was really fun. That sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. And then, like, how, is spellcasting difficult in, in it? Or it's a little more intense. So, okay. like I said, you are you can earn anywhere from up to one or sorry, three to seven points every game, and you have a pool of mana. So in order to be a apprentice, a base level spellcaster, you need five mana, which means at level one spells, you can cast five spells, and then you're out from sun up to sunset. If there any of the, if a sun up or sunset happens, you are replenished of all your mana, which is a little 
you you have to be a little more cognitive. Yeah, of, you have to know what you what you have at your disposal and you can't. Correct. As opposed to almost every other skill, which is return with rest. If you take a 30-minute rest, you usually get most of your skills back. Okay. okay. And that includes things like armor. That includes things like if you have a, a, a dodge. So say somebody hits you with a weapon strike and you don't want to take it. If you have a dodge in your reserves, you can call it dodge and then they won't. The damage basically doesn't go through. Oh, okay. Okay. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, your character also has to be proficient in all the different things that they are wearing and using. So if your character didn't have sword specializations on their character sheet... Then they, they couldn't use you it. You have to roleplay that your character doesn't know how to fight, which sometimes is really, really fun. That is fun. <laughs> like, I know one person who did it, and he was holding his sword above his head, just pointing it, like, like dagger style. Like, if he was holding a dagger face down, he was holding his sword like that and just... <laughs> Completely making a fool of himself, but it was a character choice. Yeah. It was something that he wanted to do because he thought it was funny. And it was great to watch him just run around screaming. <laughs> just trying to like trying to contribute to the fight, but yeah. absolutely having no idea how to fight with a sword. And so uh does he care like so your character you have a character sheet right mm-hmm. that, that that the people hold for you um yeah. do, do they have like they have stats on them? Right. So uh, a base character has five health. Okay. So if you get hit five times by a single point of damage each time, then your character goes down into a state called bleed out. For the next three minutes, you can crawl, you can whimper, you can try to find a healer Okay. before you are dead. I gotta find you. Gotta find me. <laughs> After, uh, once you are dead, you have another three minutes in a time called death counter in which... Players can come up to you and try to use resurrection magic on you, which is really, really rare. Like, my character is trying to get resurrection magic right now. As an yeah. alchemist, he has to go, he's a long way to go. Yeah. It is rare, but you, there are times that you can use it when it is prudent. But after those three minutes, you call, my body turns to mist, and you have to go out of character, go to logistics, and go play the death game. I've never done. I've never died in that way before. So okay. I actually don't know what happens. What the, I, I'm really excited for when that what happens, happens after death. And nobody wants to tell you. They want you to experience it for yourself. That actually sounds really like cool. fun, right? I'm just like, ah, I want to know. I want to know what happens. Like, I almost want my character suicide, to suicide. suicide. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like, like putting yourself in a situation, where like, ah, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go save that person that is in the middle of all those things that are going to kill me. Mm. Something like I don't know. But, like, so that's kind of how a basic character is built. There are ways to extend your death counter. There's ways to extend your bleed out counter. There's ways to uh, expand your health pool, all of which require these uh, character points to buy into them to make your character stronger. Okay. Um, So, for example, my character, he's got a couple points that give him more health. He has a couple points that give him more mana. So he's got a pool of about 20 right now, which is really, really nice because I started out with a pool of five. Wow. And that runs out really, really quickly. And so the more your character comes into game... For, so the five is for the mana, or correct. is that for all of it together? Uh, so my character... So when I first came into game, he had five health and five mana. He okay. could cast five health, and he could get hit five times before he went down. Okay. Um, and now he has a lot more health. He has a lot more mana. He feels a lot more developed. He feels a lot more like... Because your character comes in basically as a, like a, quote, level one character, mm-hmm. even though it's not really levels... Even though in his past life he was an accomplished duelist, he was an accomplished alchemist, you come back weak. You come back not quite the, your, your past self. So it gives you a lot of leeway in writing your backstory to be like, oh yeah, th- my character was a grandmaster sorcerer, or my character was a 
berserking tribal leader or something like that. And you can come do. You, do you have your memories or or like they? Oh, so that's a that's a really fun point about memories in the game. There are three options that you can choose when you come into game. The first one is that you come back with none of your memories. So amnesiac kind of thing. An amnesiac, but you get them back one by one over the course of a year. Oh. The second option is fractured. Okay. It is, you will come back with some of your memories. You might get a couple back here and there. There are large chunks that are just open. And if staff chooses so, they can fill in those gaps. They can choose to write, oh, you think you're a goody two-shoes? Nah, there's that one time you assassinated somebody and did this all this horrible, horrible stuff, and you now have to deal with the ramifications. With the, with the guilt and all this. Right. <laughs> uh, and then the third option is fading. You start with all of your memories, and over the course of the year, you lose every single one of oh, them. Oh, wow. It's a... That's it, not, which, did you choose something? So I chose one? Fractured, okay. simply because um, it worked really well, because my character... And spoiler for the people who are listening to this that actually went to, uh, actually go to Twin Mask. Um, my character was born into a noble house. He 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 did a li- he did a little of a bad, sorry he did a little bit of a bad. Um, he might have gotten a ship blown up. Oh, okay. Um, and then he ran away from home. His memories start for when he's on the streets, so he doesn't remember all of that past life of being a noble and all that kind of stuff. He remembers being on the streets. He remembers fending for himself. He remembers falling in with a gang and really trying to fight for survival. Uh, eventually picking up with a mercenary company and like doing shipments and that kind of stuff. And eventually finding his home once again. Like He found his sister. He found his father. And he made an agreement with his father. Okay, you can come back into our house. You can be here. You do not go by our name. You do not get the inheritance that we have been training your sister for for all this time. You are coming in as a servant, basically. And he, wow. he, like my character agreed to this. He's like, okay. And then he served the family for the rest of his life, basically. And then he got poisoned at a party and, and uh, ended up in Poison. <laughs> right. And so, um, and yeah, so you, you have a lot of options of being like, okay, I want to do, do something that's very, very unique to me. Or you could be something very, very generic. Like my first character that I, like concept that I made was like, yeah, I want to make a surgeon. I want to make a healer. I want to just want to make a surgeon. I basically didn't write a backstory for him. I'm just like, yeah, I just want to go in. I want to do some stuff. Yeah. And then I went into my first game, and I'm like, mm, nah, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. And I, made, I made my demon. I made him all duelist skills, no alchemy. And I'm like, okay, this is cool, but I want to survive. <laughs> <laughs> and so I made him an alchemist. And so slowly he's been getting those kind of skills back. He's got his alchemy back. He's got a lot of his dueling skills back. And so he's a lot more... Uh, his backstory now aligns very well with, with what, what he's able to accomplish in game now. Okay, okay. And uh, when when you make the when you make the back backstory, do you, do you tell any? Like, do you do you tell the admins of yeah? Of the thing? So there is a submission form. Uh, like like I said before, there is you put your, the character's name down. You put what culture you want them to be a part of, and you put what race they want you want them to be, and then you put their backstory. Okay. Usually, it doesn't need to be more than anywhere from ten. To or less bullet points of basically what kind of happened in their back. I am a little extra. I like to write paragraphs. I like to write fan fiction of my character, yep. basically. Um, and so it's a lot of... You, you, you can choose how in-depth you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, on my character sheet, it says the 10 bullet points, basically. And then I just have books of stuff <laughs> that I've written for this guy and things that have happened in his life. Nice, so, nice. So they, the the staff will be able to see that, and they'll write all that down. And, for example, if my character wanted to, he could write a letter to Dace 
to his father and be like, hey, how's the family? What's going on? And then a staff member could write a letter back to my character with, oh, here's what happened. Here's what's going on. Hmm. Or be like, hey, we need your help. And he could be like, okay, I can send money. I and can send- like start an entire quest line for, for your right. backstory, basically. Um, correct. At this point in time, his family is actually dead. It has okay. been many, many, many okay. years, so he couldn't actually do that. But he could, like, reach out to his family, like the current family, like the generations later, how many mm. grandchildren later are now alive when my character is now alive as well. So yeah. It's, it's really cool because... I want my inheritance! Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was disowned, whatever. Anyway, but yeah, the, the story staff is really good about, oh, you want this to happen? Okay, cool. We'll try to work it in. We'll try to write something for you. They're really good about like, okay, we'll try to make something work. If you want something... Like this last game, uh, there was going to be this big assault on a keep full of pirates. Okay. And one of the players went up and was like, hey, we know it's going to be a big frontline fight. Can you do something for the sneaky guys? Can you do something for our assassin characters? And they did this big, big mod where they took like 10 assassin characters and they had to like sneak into the keep behind back lines. They had to use their disguise skill. They had to nice. use their disarm trap skills because normally you don't get a lot of those opportunities. Yeah, in the game. yeah. To, to use that kind of stuff. And so they, they specifically were like, oh, oh, yeah, you want this stuff. Okay, we're going to do all this stuff. So there was, like, traps where they had to, like, stay inside a hula hoop or they'd get hit by, like, flaming jets and whatnot. Oh, hula hooping. Mm-hmm. And then they had, like, traps that they had to disarm, guards that they had to sneak past. Like, apparently one was, like, passed out and sleeping and you had to be, like, really, really stealthy and try to get by him. That sounds like so much fun. It was a lot of fun. And, like, one of the people that were on it was, like, I really want to be with my friends. I want to stay. We're, like, you made an assassin. Go do assassins. assassins. Yeah. It's really fun. And they were, like, okay, fine, I'll go. And they had a blast. They really enjoyed it because that's what their character was built to do. I feel like, yeah, if I if I were to go in with you, like just as a character, I don't, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Like if if I were to be an NPC, like while you're going out and doing your own thing, I, I'd I'd have a an awesome time because it's like, dude, you're you're playing as a as a different person. You have to mm-hmm. literally just embody that person yeah. and stop thinking about yourself mm-hmm. and like wanting to be around like oh your friends are are over there doing their thing but like now you get to experience something and then when you see your friends again you can exp- you can tell them all about it right right and- like like for my character you you've been listening to my voice for a little bit like for a while <clears throat> when i'm talking as max i drop it down a little bit i talk a little slower i want you to understand that when i am talking to you i am talking to you specifically he's very intense he okay. I, I make it uh, because he is a demon, when he's like trying to focus on you, he wants all attention to basically everything else. Listen to me. Listen to me. Right. He wants everything else to I fade am the away. captain now. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, there, there's little quirks that you can do. Like, there's, a, there's an entire nation called Kestrel, which is based on Irish folklore. It's what, based what's, on- what's the world called? It's called Edelrun. Oh, it's the world yeah. of Edelrun, and there's about 20 different countries that your character okay. could come from. So like I was saying, there is a place called Kestrel. It is very much Celtic fantasy. Okay. So fae creatures and warding stones and a bunch of different like legends. That's the fae kin. That's the fae kin, very mm. much so. And so they're very much they're very passionate people. They're loving people. There are they, they have an entire music guild where people learned how to play like 
Celtic they instruments. Have like lutes. They have lutes. <laughs> they have drums. We got bards coming out of they there. They have lutes. They have guitars. They have all these different stuff. And they specifically learned them so that their characters can play this in game. And it's That's really cool. That's actually really cool. You you learn talents. Like I did a lot more sewing because of this. I made mm. a lot of my characters uh, costume because of this. And yeah. So that skill was really developed after that. Other people learned how to cook and sell food in game because of this. It's really it's an in depth world. Learn to become a bartender and then go go become. <laughs> there are bartenders yeah. that are being run by players, and you can just go up to them. And uh, unfortunately, it is the the. the it's site, not it's not alcohol. The site that we are on is government land, and they okay. do not. It is a dry event, so no alcohol, unfortunately. But they do have like oh this. That's is- fine. Is it you? Role play it right, like, exactly. Like, and, and people role play it really well. Like, yeah. um, like last time there was a pub crawl that people organized, and they just oh, wow. went to the different pubs and that got really like drunk. And you get to role play being stupid for a little bit, and it's a little bit of a stress relief from being like, Haha, "This is great, we're having a good time." That's we're a getting- great way to kind of get into character for new yeah. for new people who yes. have never ever done it because yeah. it's like just act like you're being drunk. Mm-hmm. And just be stupid, but you're a different character. And go talk to people and make yeah. friends and go do stupid shit. It's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. And then worry about the invading force that's about to invade us like down the line. It's fine. You just that's hear like <laughs> an explosion a, into this. That's <laughs> a later problem. As soon as it gets over here, it's an us problem. But yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's really cool to see the different things that are organized specifically by the players, but also by the staff. Yeah. To make this a living world. Now, have you tried to like, get into the story writing, like uh, to become a staff member and all that stuff? Uh, so I only just got out of my kind of trial period. Okay. Within your first three games, you're considered a new player. Yeah. They want you to focus on playing the game. They want you to focus on your character. They don't really want kind to... of le- basically learn learn the ropes, right? And so I just got out of that. So I could, if I wanted to, reach out and become an advocate, which is kind of like the lower st- tier below staff, which kind of just helps around the community we can do like um logistics for them we can do um uh, story writing to a minor portion but that is more for people that have been there for a bit longer yeah yeah um you can play specific recurring npcs that have like storylines attached to them and that kind of stuff uh so you, you you definitely have opportunities if you want to volunteer to become a part of this world and become a part of the people who make this a reality mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool that's, that's awesome man wow Th- thank you for explaining all that <laughs> no it's my pleasure um, so so this rapier right here yeah uh you, you also yeah. said you had do you, do you have other other stuff too or uh, i have a couple things um not weapon wise but like i have like in order to cast spells i have some spell scrolls that i could like oh. read off to you i i i'd, I'd love to see, see some of those too yeah fair um so i've got over here my bag so, in order for your character to cast spells, they need spell scrolls. And so, over here in my f- very non-genre folder, you can see he's got healing spells. He's got removed. You got a spell spells. scroll here. Uh, this is lore alchemy is required to understand what this scroll does. Mm-hmm. So, you have lore alchemy. I have lore alchemy. Um, the spell is healing draught. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a school of alchemy, level two. Uh, cir- cir- the circle is level two. Requires as by delivery, what? so by the potion. Itself. Okay, okay, and then uh, delivery is the elixir. Correct. Um, and then the call, you the call is. I, I'm assuming you have to say heal five. Correct. So okay. the person knows how much they're getting healed. For. Okay, okay, and, and um, and then as by delivery, and then 
crafting is healing, rejuvenation, and mm-hmm. purification. So in this world, there are two different kinds of alchemy. There's my version of alchemy, which uses my mana to make it. You can also find uh, item tags, which have, if you find an herb, it will have one of these things on it, and you can go and you can craft them. Okay. The difference is my potions last for 30 minutes before they go rotten, basically. The stable alchemy version lasts indefinitely. Oh. So there are pros and cons to both. Mine, I get more at sunrise and sunset. I have a mana pool that I can just make, make them, them if I need Okay, them. okay. For them, you have to have this specific crafting material. And is al- is alchemy the, o- the only school of magic that allows for healing? or? Uh, no, there's also channeling, okay. which is um, basically you are pulling... Uh, some type of life force or some type of force from either the ground or another person. So a lot of channelers will touch the ground, touch the person that they are trying to heal, and then they'll make their heal call, transferring basically the life of the earth itself into this person. Oh, wow. Wow. Or they'll do things like transfer mana between people. They also have the ability to straight up draw from their own life force and resurrect people at the highest level. Oh, okay. Um... So those are the two like big healing. You also have mundane healing. So you have uh, people that go around with bandages, just big strips of cloth, and they'll tie it around the person, and that'll heal somebody for one, and that's another way to heal. You have people that learn the surgery skill, which if somebody's head gets cut off, they can... You can just sew it back on. You just sew it back <laughs> on. You do a, a three-minute role play where you do this thing, and then you can use resurrection magic on them after that. So I that get they don't so wake into up. it. I, I'd, get, I'd get so into it. it, it, it gosh. Mm-hmm. And I, so uh, I know people can't see it, but this is actually the case that I keep all my scrolls in. That's cool. It's just that's a, actually a, really cool. a leather tube that has been crafted by one of the people that are at the um, the event. And it's it's really nice to like carry things around in genre-appropriate things. So yeah. I have this and to carry around my spells, I have a big baldric, like a big pirate uh, bandolier kind of thing where my sword goes in. Mm-hmm. I have a belt with a bunch of pouches on it and a, a, a cup that I kind of hold on the side that just is there just in case he needs a drink. Mm. Um, so it, it's really fun to kind of figure out what your character looks like, what they do, their mannerisms, and kind of that, that's actually, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of cosplay, mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah, yeah. so my one of, so I, I my my job right now I, I i met this guy his name's his name is Irvy. um he goes by glass like mm-hmm. he he's a he's a social media marketer uh but he do, does it for like for well he he used to do it before covid and all that stuff and and then covid hit and then and then shit just went yeah. crazy um but he he's been helping me with with kind of like planning out my home like my my plan to to market my business and all that stuff and he was like okay so i researched role play like the tabletop rpgs and all that stuff because he had never he didn't like really understand it but he went like a full month going deep into it he's like okay uh, he's like he's like okay so what you're gonna do is we need you to make an outfit we need you to make a cosplay and then we need you to go to a convention and i was just like right (laughs) <laughs> I, need, I need i need a i need to call uh andrew yeah, no fair fair <laughs> and so because i knew that you you do cosplay i was like i was yeah. like dang um but yeah uh he he was like what's a character inside your lore that that like is basically like that, that you'd want want to play as and then um or like or just cosplay um so i have a character his name's emperor is on he 
he's he's inside my podcast at, at, at a certain point. Um, I plan on having him come back at, at, at some point once Jaron finishes his storyline mm-hmm. to rescue him. There's a huge stuff. There's a lot of story that goes on. Yeah. Um, but basically, like he has this like awesome like get up with like this armor and this like electrical like field because he he's like this uh, ion kinetic uh, user that yeah. uses like that just is like soup he think think the emperor from star wars but not old and wrinkly and right. all that stuff but he is he's intimidating but also not you don't know his his like true moral Fair. compass yeah but he he seems he seems benevolent mm-hmm. uh like a benevolent ruler uh but also you don't you're not quite sure if he might like he might have ulterior motives or, or something like that um but he's he, he's one of my favorite characters he's one of my top like like most powerful characters inside my inside my universe mm-hmm. um but like what is the process to start to start with making like a costume or Ooh, that that really depends because there's a lot of different ways to go about it. Yeah. So like for me, the very first time I ever cosplayed was at WonderCon, just over here in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to play a character. What, WonderCon is for uh like it, it's a Comic Con. It's it's Comic Con kind kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I was just like, I I, I don't know what to do. Uh, I want to play a character, and it's from a uh, an online TV show called Ruby. Okay. Oh um, yeah, is it anime? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, made by Rooster Tate, the people who do Red versus Blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to play a character called Crow, and so he's just kind of like the old drunk uncle kind of person, and he kind of like he has this big old sword that turns into a scythe, and I'm like, that looks really really cool. And so I had a, I basically a lot of times when I'm making costumes like this, I go online and I try to find patterns that are close enough where I can make alterations and make it work. So I made his jacket. I just had a pair of slacks that I wore. And mm-hmm. the sword was the really, really hard part because I wanted to make it so that it could be in its sword form and then transform and then tra- into its scythe form. Yeah. And it took a lot of planning and a lot of time. I basically went with a PVC pipe for the handle of it, and I made the rest of it out of EVA foam. Uh, EVA foam is one of the biggest things that you'd use when you're making props usually in the okay. cosplay world because A, it's durable. It'll You can hit it up against something and it won't break and it's really light. Okay. A lot of people that have been cosplaying in the older years will know that a lot of the materials that they used were really heavy. Making things mm. out of fiberglass, making things <laughs> out of wood was yeah. awful because the things were just so damn heavy and you have to carry around them around a convention for, floor for several for- hours. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to go take a nap in between photo shoots if you want to keep that up. But EVA foam really made change the game to make props accessible because it's really, really cheap. Like the first props that I made for the longest time were made out of like foam, like a sport court basically. The foam padding, the foam squares that interlock with each other that you get at like Home Depot or wherever. I get them off of Amazon now, but um, that stuff just glued together with like either gorilla glue or like dap or some type of adhesive and you just basically cut out the shape and you're like okay fit these pieces together and eventually you'll make something that looks half decent Mm. and so for me that was my first time going yeah so this is basically what 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 emperor's on looks like cool 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 cool. and and so like what he wants is is us to make this outfit for me okay and i was like (laughs) ah uh 
I don't know how how that would work, but right. It so would, you you'd need LEDs on that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Breastplate to be made in a very specific sense. It would need to float very well with the rest of the because like how, how do you how do you make a breastplate like. Uh, again, I would use EVA foam. Okay. I would like there are you can buy it in different thicknesses. Okay. And like for example, when I and then you have to like literally like carve it out and glue it on. And right. Like, so like what I did when I made uh, a breastplate a breastplate for my mother, she was she wanted to go to Disney like we wanted to go Disney bound and uh, for Halloween and she wanted to be Frigga from Thor. Oh. And so if you know if that one there is a golden breastplate that she wears, and so what we did was we wrapped her in saran wrapped. And then used duct tape over it in the shape of the breastplate. We basically formed it out of that. Cut her out of that. And then we were able to use these pieces as templates. We put them on the foam. And then we glued them back together in a way that made it so that it formed the shape. I was able to uh, dremel it down to make it look all smooth. We spray painted it and then... Fixed it up with like latches and whatnot to make it all stay together, and then she had a breastplate, and it was really oh, wow. cool. It was a very simple build too, because it was just a straight breastplate, not many embellishes, not many different things, and so it was really cool to be like, "Oh, hi, mom. Do you want something cool to wear to this thing? Let's go make you a f- let's, let's go make it. Let's make you a god. Let's go. <laughs> that's that's cool. That, yeah, yeah. I, damn, I need to bring you along and be like, hey, hey come over here. Yeah. Wrap me. <laughs> yeah, and I think this one in particular will be really fun because uh, one of the last big EVA foam projects that I did was I made a ODST armor. Oh. Uh, so he's got the breastplate, he's got the helmet, he's got all that kind of stuff. And you just kind of – there are places online where there's uh, a couple different sites. Like um, there's the 501st, which do uh, Star Wars cosplays. Mm. Um, They'd probably work pretty well with this. Yeah, definitely. And so they, they do a lot of like – I don't know if it's plastic per se, but like they make that kind of armor. Mm-hmm. There was one specific for the Halo community. There's specific ones for a bunch of different communities, and they'll have patterns. They'll have uh, different 3D models that you can look at and see the details on things, so that you can go in and be like, okay, I can do this to make this look like this. And mm-hmm. I can. They'll give suggestions, and there's forms, and there's communities. And again, this is really why I love going <laughs> to these things, and yeah. going and meeting these people. The communities because they. Changing. They know, they know how to do it. and They're they, there to help. They're yeah. there to be supportive, and they want you to get into it because they're really nerdy too. <laughs> they want to spread the nerdiness. And so, yeah, it was really cool. Wow. Dang. Mm-hmm. Um, so other than all of that, <laughs> yeah. uh, how, how, how are you doing? Like. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm really tired. Are, are you are you working anywhere right now? Uh, as of right now, I'm doing some gig work for voice acting. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. I, then I, I I need you. Okay, because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not sure if you've listened to any any of my podcasts. I, I've I've been a li- I've been dabbling a little bit, so I'm I'm getting caught up. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I I'm starting to do this thing where I'm basically, um, I have. I have a full script that that I do, and then I have different characters and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, eventually, though, I am going to do a live stream of my game, okay. um, and that's going to be next year. And like, I, I'm basically my podcast is like the the full prologue before that thing, and yeah. and and there's a lot of like little hidden foreshadowing details that that are coming up. Uh, but I have like each one of my episodes are like around like. 10 to 15 minutes long and they have they have different characters that i that i mainly voice and i also like narrate and all that stuff but eventually i kind of want to like get into like having like more more people 
have like different voice and different characters. Yeah. And I mean, I have a, I have my like a Jaren will play, and then and then a few other. I have a few other players that, that play, and they all like have like different characters inside it. So then I I make them kind of voice their characters when yeah. when it comes up. Good. Um, but also like eventually it's like oh, okay, I I, I kind of want to expand that out, yeah. and and like the the awesomeness about my new setup mm-hmm. is the fact that I I so I, I found this I found this program where um where basically it's royalty free music oh, nice. and nice. I I basically have the license for it like for life mm-hmm. and I can use that so like here for example um I can be like fair Andrew yeah. Perkins <laughs> Welcome to I don't know, <laughs> 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 but That's fair. but yeah, I I am able to to use sound effects like awesome sound effects. I've I've had uh, I I started doing this a new this new series called Character Mancy where where my my buddy and I um we make max level characters in tabletop RPGs and then uh and then we just we talk about the system that we made this is the system that, that that we're playing in yeah. and and explaining our characters and and the world and then playing in it, in it and then after after the se- after the session is over we kind of go over like what we liked about the system and what we didn't like about the system sure. and then um um but yeah but basically I would just like to just you know have more more people join me in this in this venture too. So yeah, I'd be happy to. Yeah, yeah. So like, if you're doing voice, wait. So voice acting work. Yeah. Uh, explain to me like what 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 what's going on with that? Okay. Um. So the last project that I did, there was a a, a guy who writes a book series called Armageddon Black okay. Dawn. Uh, this book series is uh, high fantasy dragon riders and fantasy creatures and that kind of stuff. Um, we actually just got done with the run of this book that we've been doing for basically a year and a half now. Mm. Um, it is the story of a knight who goes and fights the dark forces of the world, basically. Mm. Um, I, the character that I played was basically his best friend character, who um, is his kind of joking side buddy, who kind of like does a lot of quips and a lot of fun <laughs> stuff. But again, also really gets to connect with the main character on a really deep level and have those really emotional moments, too. Mm-hmm. Um so I just kind of picked it up one day. Uh, there's a, a site called Casting Call Club, and it just has auditions on there where if you have the recording equipment at your house, you can just... Record yourself? And- you can record yourself. There's also, like, different job listings, basically. Most of them are, are uh, non-paid. They're just kind of fan projects for the most on this one site. Uh, this one in particular was he needed somebody to voice characters for his book that he was going to be putting out. Um, and so, like I was saying, it's called Armageddon Black Dawn. It's available to watch on YouTube right now. Hmm. And so it has all the different chapters one by one that we've been doing throughout this entire time. Um, and it's been really fun to just kind of like express yourself and like get a new character. Like, yeah. so the character that I play, he has a little bit of a British accent and mm. he's a very like joker and like he'll go up to somebody and I'll punch them in the arm and be like, haha, I'm going to go do some weird, we're, I don't know. <laughs> weird, weird shit over weird here. Weird shit over here. <laughs> I'm going to go play a prank on the guard captain or something like that. <laughs> yes. And so... um yeah, it's been really fun to just like do do. It's, it's been it's been work. I've been getting paid for this, and so this has kind of been oh, that's cool. The thing they're, they're like gigs. Yeah. So um, 
Uh, yeah, so he'll pay me once I've gotten done per chapter. And so it was a really nice little thing that kept me going because it was just like, okay, we're in COVID times. Mm-hmm. I need something to do. So this was something. And yeah. It was really nice to have something that I can do from home, something that I can do just in a small... I basically shoved myself into my closet to make a little soundproof room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I did my recordings in there for a long time, and it was really fun to just, like, do this weird character that... that just, a couple times every other month or so, and it was it was good. And so, the, like once again, the entire book is now available to be listened to. So, well, um, what's the book is called Armageddon, um, and it's it's on YouTube. Yeah, is is there a channel like for it? Like, um, uh, it's it's the Black Dawn YouTube channel. I okay, believe. Black Dawn YouTube channel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, the uh, author's name is Terry Tebik Tebike something uh, Um and he is an author. He's written a bunch of other books, and this was kind of his passion project of being like, yeah, I, I don't just want an audiobook. I don't just want them to hear my voice the entire time. Yeah. I, I want them to hear Turim. I want them to hear Sand. I want mm. them to hear all these other characters. Uh, the dragons can speak, so they have really gruff voices that are very deep and low. And the, mm. the, the guys that do them, like, I, I, I auditioned for one of those roles, and I was like, Mm-mm, nope, I can't do what but they it, were capable of doing. They, they, they had, like, he, he got, like, some crazy, are, like, super like, low. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> and so the dragons are a really big staple of the series. Dang, um, that's, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and again, these guys are great. They're really fun to play with. Um, bouncing off of them character ideas learning the different quips of the characters and how they interact with each other Dang, I, I should i should have them on my podcast <laughs> <laughs> if you need a hookup i can give you a i mean i i'd be down um like so recently i i just did a i just did a recording of um my so what i'm doing is in the, in this new season um i'm doing each every like 10 or like nine or 10 episodes i'm doing like a a little saga for a specific part like aspect of my lore Mm -hmm. so like the first saga was was my yen my the yen race which is like my space elves um but like the the last episode that i did i had to go into their origin like how they were created because they're they were genetically modified from from like a a human species Mm um it wasn't it wasn't of the best means, so I had like I had to basically record myself as a uh, as a, like a mad scientist guy. Oh, nice! And I had to do so many recordings of it yeah. because it was like it, it was so much in my throat because I, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, and uh, and just maniacal laughter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for those of you who are uh, fans of the Bioshock series. There was a fan project that I also... This was like the first project that I'd ever did for voice acting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was to dub over the one of the comics, basically. And it was right when Rapture was all getting all messed up and everybody was... Uh, my character that I played was one of the Splicers. Oh, and so if you've heard of the game, them the game, they're 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 very creepy and they they want to come and attack you and take <laughs> all your bones. And so it was really fun to just play a high energy, yeah, and really put yourself up there. And yeah, my do, neighbors probably think I do weird shit at my no, house. No, no, it, it, it was it, it was funny because I was I was doing that and we have we have a uh, my my brother moved out recently mm-hmm. um, a few a few months ago and and we have we have a, a roommate and she was she was inside the room and I didn't know if she could hear me because I was just like maniacally laughing yeah. and just being like yeah yeah, yeah. I just and I was going for it I was like yeah. I, I need to be in the mindset mm-hmm. of 
this crazy guy who is literally experimenting on spoiler alert he's experimenting on his mother mm. because he he is upset because the woman that he loves doesn't actually love him yeah. and his mom always told him that because of his amazing intellect he could oh no <laughs> <laughs> he could have any woman he wanted oh no the mom the mama trauma got him yeah <laughs> and yeah. so it was a it's pretty crazy mm-hmm. um but that's what i love about voice acting it's, yeah it is it is little voice big act yeah you you don't you don't need to worry about what what i mean you don't need to worry about what what you look like uh you need to worry about just like how mm-hmm. like how you portray the character through your own through your own voice right and i just want to say if there's anyone listening that wants to get into voice acting and may not like like the sound of their voice and may not be into it it's acting it is very much it, yeah. you have to play a part every Every it doesn't matter what your voice sounds like right. because because matter. no matter what there's going to be someone who sounds kind of like you too like Correct. <laughs> like if you look at actors in TV shows in movies they need everybody they need the 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 bald drunk guy on the couch they need the ripped uh, Chris Hemsworth they need yeah. the, uh, the the school teacher I, I would say I would say unless you're like the narrator the the narrator yeah. needs Obviously, to be yes there are yeah. specific parts but there's always a part for somebody yeah. to play yeah yeah there is yeah um and so for me. I'm I'm always a little self conscious of my lisp. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely comes out on the mic very much. So, but I play characters that are they, they are unique. They are a specific niche. Like I said, the character that I've been playing all this time is kind of the comedic, uh, the comedy relief. Yeah, so yeah. it works well. I play into it. I don't. I try not to let my self consciousness affect the performance because I want to put something into my performance. I mm. want to put a part of myself into the performance, mm. and I want to. Uh, I don't want to, like, one of the things people get caught up in is, is, like, when they are yelling or when they're speaking or when they're trying to be passionate, they'll try to, they'll try to be very passionate and say it like this, and they're whispering it. Yeah, they're no, they had, you have to go all you out. You gotta, you gotta yell it, you yeah, gotta you, shout it. If you want to yeah. talk to somebody on the other side of the room, you talk to somebody on the other side of the room. Yeah, and if, if, if you want, if you want a part where, like, like, if, if someone is, is yelling or, like, like, just screaming, you need to really go for you it. Feel it in your gut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, like there's, there's sometimes like like I, I I can tell like when when someone like just doesn't want to do it, they, yeah. they, they won't do it. Yeah. But like I know when, when someone does it, like that's how you know you're passionate about yeah. about the character that you're playing. Yeah, yeah. And and the, and, yeah. and the directors and the people that are running these things notice those things. Uh-huh. They notice the little things. Like I remember the the guy that hired me for this last one for Armageddon. He was like, yeah, no, there was like this little laugh that you did in the middle of it that really like felt like sand it felt like the character that i played and that's why you got the part i'm like oh i didn't even realize that i did that i just i was just kind of in the moment i just made the joke I was that's like, good <laughs> at the end of it and he really liked it it's like small little things like yeah that. I mean, uh, yeah i mean it, it, it just as as long as you just flow with it yeah, yeah and and you're not you're not so you're not, you're not like really thinking about who you are you're thinking about like okay what is this character mm-hmm. who like what are they like that's why like method acting like for like for a certain for certain things is also good like um, I don't know Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what's what's his name? Uh, not Dan Harmon, but Justin Roiland. Mm-hmm. Justin Roiland. He he does method acting for for Rick all yeah. the time, yeah. and how he does it is he gets freaking drunk while <laughs> while he's yeah. while he's recording. I can see that, and and you you can even like watch videos of him doing it. He's just like, oh, oh uh, Morty, 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 shut up. <laughs> 
had, yeah, it, it's it's pretty funny, dude. Um, so yeah, I I am I'm, I'm gonna need some players yeah. for my uh my campaign that I'm gonna do next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's it's gonna be on this setup. Okay, and I, I I'm gonna have like it's gonna be live streamed. Um, I haven't shown you the live stream studio that my dad made upstairs yet. Okay, interested. It's it's for D, it's for like the DJ stuff. Yeah. Um. Eventually, I kind of want to do it upstairs. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure. I also kind of want to have my own studio. Fair. But like, you know, that that's when like it, it becomes like a huge success, and it's like fair. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But totally down. Totally. Down. I do need players, mm-hmm. and I I want I want. I want people who are like j- just like me, me and you, who are who are just like I- into it. Yeah. Um, I want to use this. I was thinking about maybe doing doing on- online play too, because like I know a few other people who who are like in in other states and, and all that stuff. But also, like I just feel like like at the table and yeah. just being in person mm-hmm. just makes it so much more. Yeah, um, you can see real. the person's reactions. You can see the people's facial expressions. Yeah, you you can play off of that. You can just feel the emotions that people feel when they're doing that kind of stuff. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, and so I mean, I I don't I don't want to like we, this this is. <laughs> I, I don't want to say like like oh like, like you're 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 now the player right now, um, <laughs> but like if you know other people that would also be down, it's, it's a sci-fi fantasy yeah. universe. Um, if if they if they want to learn more about it, they could listen to my podcast. It's yeah. basically like the entire podcast is. Hmm. Do I know people that want to get and do nerdy shit with me <laughs> and you? Uh, I, I don't know. That might be a hard sell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, it's gonna be a live stream count, like you know, critical role kind of style yeah. stuff. Um, but obviously with our own little flair to it, of course. Yeah. Um, love, the and flair. it's gonna be inside inside my my universe, the, the core realms, yeah, and yeah, yeah. excited, and yeah, dude, it's gonna be. Like, Super sci-fi, mm-hmm. but also epic fantasy. Yay! So good. Yeah. Well, um, I think I think that's a good recording. Yeah. Right? No. Totally. You got anything that's else fun. you want to say? You, well, what are some like some places that people can find you at? Um, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Andrew Perkins. Um, you can. That's for, that's basically the big one. I don't know if I should say those. Uh, I stream on Twitch every once in a while. Okay, yeah, I don't that, do that's it fine. Often, but I, uh, my handle on there is the Late Night Warrior. Late Night Warrior. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, that's basically. It. What, what what do you stream? Uh, so a bit of World of Warcraft, a bit of games mm. that come out when they come out. Um, if I do pick it back up, I'll probably be playing Halo Infinite when it comes out in a couple weeks. I'm excited oh. for that. I thought it was already out. Uh, Sorry, the, I don't pay attention to any video games. Uh, the, the multiplayer is out, so okay, I okay. could I could start streaming now if I wanted to. But the campaign doesn't. You want you the want 16th. you want the actual campaign. I, I you want, want the meat and the bones. You want I the, want the stro- story. The story. Yep. Um, as much as I do love the the multiplayer and just playing matches and doing that and hanging out with friends and doing that kind of stuff. Did, uh, did you watch Dune? Oh, I did. Oh, oh, oh what do you oh. what do you think? Oh my gosh. Um. <laughs> Specifically, I grew up watching the 80s version of that movie. Okay. My dad has read every single book. Okay, so you're like a huge, oh. like, you're a huge fan. Because uh, I, I know people who, who like, they, they're they into, like, you know, st- storytelling stuff, but they're, they weren't a fan of Dune because it was just, it was, it's a slow movie. But it's also right. the, the, the director, like, just, I love the director. Yeah. He made the Arrival, mm-hmm. and Arrival, like, yeah. Yeah. Is, is an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. 
And then like this movie is just like the 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 cinematics of the the You can the tell that the people who wrote this script love the source. Material. Yes. They knew this world inside and out. They knew the nuances, the people the the technology especially mm-hmm. like i remember my dad saying cuz he is the biggest fan of dune he's like i could never imagine the vertebrates the little vibrating yeah the 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 dragonflies he could never imagine what they look like in his head the way they did that and, and it was apparently uh, so perfect for him that he's just like it clicked this is it there like my mind could not comprehend a better version than, than what they came up with to make this thing a reality so so i I knew of Dune mm-hmm. before I wa- before I watched it, yeah. but I didn't like I didn't know anything about the lore or anything. I I just knew like it was there was a, like a fan thing out there yeah. of of this uh, the sci fi series yeah. and and all that stuff. I didn't know any of the lore, but then when I when I watched it because this is based off of the the book, right? Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the the original the Dune, book, the Dune series. Yeah. Okay, uh, it's the first half of the first book okay. actually. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. I. I I would have been fine if they like if they cut the movie like a little bit shorter than what they did yeah. because it felt it felt like it like they were on like a mm-hmm. climax part yeah. right as they cut it but they, it was like right in the middle middle of the book yeah and one of the things that kind of uh, one of my gripes with it is that they've been advertising it as Dune 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 and then yeah. the opening title is Dune Part, part one. one yeah and I'm like <sighs> eh, but also yay but also eh. <laughs> just do. Just do what what Lord of the Rings does and just give it all. <laughs> right. Just, just say this is part one. You're gonna get the part two eventually. No, no. I know they didn't know if they were getting a part two. I, I love that in the marketing campaign though for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they marketed uh, what's her face? What, what, what was her Zendaya. Zendaya? Like 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 as if she's she's like a major like I, I know she's probably a major role inside yes, the book. Yes. Uh, but. She was like in it for like she got yeah, like twenty ten, minutes like, yeah. at most. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, granted, amazing performance for what she yeah, liked, the yeah. small amount of time she was in there. She is an amazing actress. But yeah, no, it was just like, oh, goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Literally at the very end. Um, but yeah, I, if had they had they ended it like right right by the time oh, God, I, I need to rewatch it. Because I'm sure there's, there's so many other like little minor minor details. Yeah. I, I I like rewatching things mm-hmm. just to get those like those extra things that I didn't notice before. Because like sometimes they'll have foreshadowing events yeah. that yeah. then that then like come come up and you don't you don't really realize it until you rewatch the re- rewatch it. And that, mm-hmm. that's that's what I I love about a lot of foreshadowing elements. Yeah. I do that all the time inside inside my yeah my stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Like Dang. in my opinion, in my humble opinion, uh, had they ended it when and again spoilers for those of you who haven't seen the movie, yeah, spoilers. When the worm comes out of the ground and looks down, that's where I that's thought they should have ended that's where it. They should have ended it. Granted, I, I understand how important all the rest of the information yeah. was that came afterwards. Yeah, but from just a cinematic standpoint, that, that would have been, cool. been that would have been great, great ending. Um, oh my gosh, that was an like, just. <sighs> The visual effects inside that, yeah. Like I watched, I, I watched a, a video of, of like some actual visual effect artists, yeah. Um, kind of go go into it, and they were like, oh, like the way that they they did the sand mm. and the lighting, yeah. And like like they compared they compared a uh, uh, Black Widow mm. and the, their visual effects to to Dune and how and how they and like how they differ. Like with Black Widow, there's a part where like she. Like there's an explosion, and then she's like running away from the explosion, but there's still light on her. But like when, yeah, yeah, when there's yeah. light, 
behind you, it you would you out, it, yeah. it would black you out. And like inside the scene where where they're running and there's like explode the, the dude the the bombs that would go down into the shields so, and then it, yeah it was so pretty gosh it was so visually pleasing yes it's great it's yeah. great um, even if you're not a sci-fi fan even if you're not like into this kind of like deep lore kind of stuff it's a very pretty movie it is go watch it because it's pretty it is very <laughs> it, yeah it's it's incredible because you're just like. How did they like? Like, did they make like models of the ships mm-hmm. before? I'm pretty sure because they the did. ships look yeah. so realistic. Like, yeah. it it's insane how realistic they look. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> there's another tangent. <laughs> More tangents. Gotta love it. Um, it's almost like nerds are passionate about their stuff or something. Mm-hmm. I I also. Uh, Recently, like a few months ago, I finished the original Star Trek series. Mm, yeah, yeah, cool. And um, I'm not sure if you're like familiar with the original. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I didn't realize how much I like because I'm I'm a huge Star Wars fan, right? Yeah. And then it's like you know, there's there's also the the other base which is Star Trek. Yeah. And like when I watched that, I was like, oh wow. This is good. There, there is a reason why it blew up. It yeah. didn't obviously like. There's always that joke that the Star Wars versus the Trekkie nerd. Yeah. No. No. I I can't compare the two. That's that's right. It's very very different. And there's a reason why it has such a big fan base. It's because this was well written material for a time where it really didn't have much else like it. Like Star Trek, and its beginning. I'm pretty sure came out. Before it, it, yeah, Star it came Wars. out before Star Wars. So yeah. this was. A science fiction TV show when everything else on the t- on the TV was like comedy sh- like stuff and like reality TV and this was a very unique opportunity to show a new way of telling stories. Mm-hmm. And it was they did a, they did a fantastic and the job. values that that like yeah, like, yeah. The, the, the values and the culture behind it you're like oh, they wanted it to mean something uh-huh. they wanted it to be something important to people and they accomplished that wholeheartedly. Even now, we are still making Star Trek content to this day. Yeah, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Well, Andrew, mm. thank you for coming on yeah. my podcast. It's been a pleasure. Um, I I want to have you on again, and maybe maybe you can like play a character or something like that. Yeah. We, we should definitely need to hang out more. I know Co- <laughs> I know COVID's just been like a it's it's been a thing, but yeah, seriously, man, I thank you, thank you for coming on. My pleasure. All right. I thank you for listening to our conversation. If you'd like to hear more guest entries like this one, go over and become a free member at OurTheodianAnthologies.com to not miss another episode like this. And if you're interested in becoming a guest yourself, you can fill out an entry form at the site's homepage. Until next time, travelers, be safe. Stay safe. And if death comes to you, may you be reborn in power.